This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in another edition. It's a Taco Tuesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is sitting right across the table from me. He's producing the product. Jake, what's up, bro? What is up? Taco Tuesday. I'm trying to get some tacos for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Broncos feeling good about that win on the weekend. So uh, things are going well over here. Yeah. You know, uh, it's Tuesday. We're kind of, it's uh, the coming down a little bit of the win. And now tomorrow will be the build back up towards the Jaguars. So today we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Good stuff. Um, we'll kind of put a bow on um, week one. Talk about a couple things inside the game that people have brought up as, you know, um, things to improve on. Issues maybe a little bit. Uh, worries. Um, and I'm down for that. We'll talk about all that kind of stuff. Uh, first power rankings dropped, okay, from ESPN. Rachel Nichols. ESPN. ESPN. Like, Why did she say it like that? Um, but, uh, yeah, we got a really good one today on the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake's a Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Uh, shout out DraftKings. We'll talk about those guys a little bit later on. their partners in the pod. And let's start with one thing you brought up about the game was uh, today on the radio show that we do every day, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Mile High Sports Radio, um, milehighsports.com. Check it out, 98.1 FM if you're in town. Is that you said, oh, that's secondary. Those corners, they got torched. What's their problem, Danny? <laughs> Mr. Tana bust. And while I might have put a couple words into your mouth there, what did you kind of say? So what I really said was the, that Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard, it, it seemed like they had their way with the Denver secondary. Um, from start to finish, Sterling Shepard, you know, had that big gainer at the first on one of the first drives. Uh, okay. And uh, Kenny Galladay, you know, he he's a great receiver. These guys are uh, not bad receivers by any means. But what I was saying was, when you actually face a quarterback, uh, not like Daniel Jones, who is going to turn the ball over in the in the most inopportune moment, you know, you're going to have some problems. So I, I I'm going to say that. The Broncos secondary could definitely improve. They're, they're, they were highly touted, a lot of high lofty expectations for them this year. Um, and I don't think they really lived up to those expectations okay. in week one. I would somewhat disagree. Okay. <laughs> to me, a receiving corpse isn't getting off unless they're punching it in the end zone for touchdowns, which they okay. didn't do. So there's some there's something to giving up chunks of yards in the middle of the field, but once they get on your side of the field, we ramp it up, we turn it up a little bit, and we keep them off the scoreboard and definitely out of the end zone. So I think that happened. Two, I think Galladay and Sterling Shepard. I think Sterling Shepard's one of the underrated receivers in the league. Premier number two receiver, low end number one receiver. Galladay, don't forget, just less than two years ago was absolutely lighting it up in Detroit and was one of the underappreciated receivers in the whole league. No doubt. So I'll say that. Also, no Melvin Ingram in that game caused them to have to throw the ball to their best players over and over and over again, which they did. And, of course, again, they get paid up. You know, they get paid, too. They got to suit up and um, go play big boy football, and they're going to make some plays, too. But at the end of the day, I'd say, as a whole, the defense did a really good job. Um 
Patrick Sertan's first ever game in the NFL. He's a rookie. It's gonna there's gonna be some highs and some lows, but what you want is big plays and flashes and at times looking like a veteran at the position. Uh, the Callahan and Darby's it's like, what are these guys, you know, gonna gonna give you? I hope that they're both playmakers who could stay healthy, who look like the you know they're they're, they're worth having on the team at the money they make. Right, Fuller. Um, it's like I, I I need to go back and maybe watch and take a closer look at Kyle Fuller. He looked good. I, I mean, I think he looked pretty good. Um, he didn't get beat. Uh, I remember maybe one play or two where I thought that um, you know again though what do I know. Maybe that was you know, that's the way it kind of shook, and he was in position, and he didn't get beat. And um, but I thought he played okay. Um, I guess my point is that if you're playing against a better quarterback, I think those drives that didn't end in touchdowns and ended in turnovers or uh, sure. you know field goals, I think then. Um, or, or three okay. and outs. That, that's the that's the mystery though, right? If now. you're playing against a better quarterback, those, that's the I think those results. In so touchdowns. we can't be podcast guys and uh, sports talk radio guys who are so certain about things that really we have no clue about. You could be certain on stuff of your feelings of things that happened on the past, but don't act like we know yet that the Broncos once they get to week four are going to then once they play a good team are going to get destroyed. I have a crystal ball, Danny. Uh, I don't mean you in general. I'm kind of speaking for guys who um, like are. The the opposite of us, um, the guys who are like, um, you know, so certain in what Teddy Bridgewater was and is and so certain in what Drew Locke could be, you know what I right, mean? Like right. Josh Allen. So, so um, yeah. that brings me to the other thing I wanted to talk about. And I also brought this up on the show was Vic Fangio said that Pat Sertan is too good to be only brought in during the dime package. Yeah. Um, so who's going to have to take the back seat? I'm not so sure. I think the way it'll work out is that one guy will be nicked and dinged that week and might have to get a little resty. I mean, those are good problems to have. Um, and I think, like as we said, um, different looks will present different opportunities for guys. I know starting kind of means something, quote unquote, but big picture, when you got a lot of talented dudes, I actually think if you're smart, Ronald Darby and Bryce Callahan can appreciate Patrick Sertan going out there and getting some and keeping them fresh. And as a unit, them being, you know, again, there was no selfishness in the no-fly zone. Everyone ate. And that's part of the beauty of the of those guys because they're all competitive. Um Maybe, you know, I look at maybe some of the most competitive guys, you know, in the history of the league in Tlaib to cross the line. And also, I mean that about Chris Harris, too. I really believe he's one of the most competitive, hardest working dudes who, like, his career should have been nowhere. He should have been out of the league doing, you know, coaching, you know, college ball, doing something else. But he just, you know, was so persistent, such a hard worker. The charisma, the big playability, you know, turned him into now a ring of famer. And, you know, if he goes and balls out for three or four more years, we might be considering Chris Harris for the Hall of fame right definitely good problems to have for the denver broncos um sertan's gonna get his and you need at least you know five good dbs for a solid secondary and yeah. the broncos definitely have that they're okay. one of the best secondaries anything in else uh, inside of the game that you had a concern about or worry about because like God, there's so many things that went right we'll do a quick went what went right the from the play calling the balance of the throw to the run to the balance of the two running backs to the balance of the 
tight ends who are both worth utilizing as weapons to Teddy spreading it around, getting all the receivers involved to the offensive line. Some people say, eh, they got beat. Each guy got beat a couple times. I'll say this. The offensive line and Teddy together are learning to work together and are barely getting plays um, um, as a unit together under their belts against someone else other than their own guys, okay? Right, Which right. Which I think means something. And again, a, a quarterback like Teddy, will he's not going to take big hits. He's way too savvy to do that. And also, like, it might break down, um, and you're looking like, oh, no, this thing's broken down. Well, I think there's some escapability factor, some created on the fly kind of stuff that once it breaks down, he's not just running around in the schoolyard. There is a plan for after the breakdown that he has with his guys that, you know, veteran guys kind of do. You'll see like some years I've heard um, Aaron Rodgers tells receivers, OK, you know, for, you know, it's uh, when it all breaks down, I'll meet you in the middle of the end zone. I'll meet you in the middle of, you know, under the goalpost somewhere instead of, like, someone might be expecting guys to run to a sideline or do a side right. or, or come back up to the goal line type of stuff. So, um, you know, uh, Teddy, he he extended the plays, and when the pressure was coming, he evaded it. So that was that was another, one of the, uh, I, I guess, concerns. The way they run the ball and the way that Teddy kind of was, stayed upright, didn't take a lot of big hits, that I'd be consider that a success for the offensive yes, line. Yes, definitely. And uh, another concern... Uh, this doesn't actually have to do with their play on the field, but more with a health issue. Uh, Graham Glasgow, uh, he was hospitalized after the game with a irregular heartbeat. Um, you know, outside of Jerry Judy, th- that was really the only other. Uh, I wouldn't say we injury. have an update on Glasgow. Um, I haven't seen anything as of yet. the 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 most recent thing I saw was from eighteen hours ago. Well, you know, I think we have a couple of guys who can maybe play at the position if need be. Natani I mean, Muti, they got. He makes the, a lot of money. You want him out there, but this is like a serious health thing that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they skip a beat, and that's no diss on him. Oh, and I didn't really mean it oh. like that. Uh, <laughs> hold on, should we laugh at that or no? Uh, oh, no, no, don't laugh at that. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> okay, that's Let's like tell, it, that's hey. like telling a bald guy, "Oh, yeah, bet you want to rip your hair out right yeah, now." Yeah, I know that's pretty funny. Um, let's call that halftime, okay? Uh, let's mention DraftKings. They're a partner in this podcast, and they are hooking something up super duper sweet that I haven't really heard anywhere else. So you might be only getting this kind of stuff with our podcast, our listeners to the the Broncos Blitz podcast. Um, week one's over. They had an awesome week one deal. Oh, man, I should have hooked up that week one deal I heard about. Uh, well, check this. Um, they're bringing it back. The betting season in the NFL is just getting started, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has the same week to offer they had in week one. Bet $1. Just $1, Jake, on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly no matter what. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbooks giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly. This is all like in exclamation points and capitals. That means like emphasize it. And it's really true. That's, you know, it's it's really true. Um, Just bet a dollar on any football game this NFL weekend. DraftKings safe, reliable, secure, make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience download. The DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code MHS to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older. 
Colorado only, new customers only. Um, restrictions apply. See giraffekings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Jake. So if you want to subscribe and uh, comment, give us some some critiques on how we're doing. Yeah, we really appreciate that stuff. I mean, take the minute and do that for us. That's, you know, if you like what you hear, if you're uh, one of our radio dudes who has transitioned over to the podcast as well, we need that stuff. We uh, we love that stuff. We appreciate that stuff. And, the, uh, you know, you guys say, just want to let you know you're super awesome. Love you guys. I look forward to an uh, all day to the podcast. Uh, love you so much. God bless. Well, wow, that's really nice, you guys. I was unexpected. I didn't expect that. Wow, that's that's too much. Um you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podbean, anywhere you can find a podcast. Broncos Blitz Podcast is there. Okay. Let's talk about some news and notes now stuff and with the feature, such as the uh, first power rankings of the NFL season, according to ESPN. Okay. Jake, I asked you on the show... Uh, to the Broncos started the season at 26. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. asked you to guess where they moved up to. You said 18. 18. They are, in fact, the 20th ranked team right now. Okay? Interesting. And why they don't give a blurb on the ranking itself or who they jumped and why they're at the spot of 20, they have a rookie little review of, like, your best rookie in week one. They talked about Javante, who uh, had 50% of the – uh, touches at the running back position as opposed to Melvin. It was like split duty um, in all different formations and situations and circumstances. Um, it was Melvin Gordon who broke off the big 70-yard piece of, um, you know, piece of meat. But um, Javante was every bit as important or as valued to the team out there in terms of um, being on the field, the production, all that kind of stuff, the play, uh, protection stuff, which he does not fear. Um, so there was a player on him, but – Let's talk about the ranking itself, okay? Uh, proper? I would say, yeah. Um, you know, beating the Giants isn't too spectacular. They're not, uh, you know, shocking anybody with that victory, I but would think. But also, the fact that they didn't go from 26 to 23 also makes these voters, me believes these voters believe there's something more to the Broncos. Right, right. You know, I, I don't think they're they're fully ready to buy the stock of the Broncos, but they're taking a peek. They're, they're checking how, uh, how they're on the rise a little bit, uh, but they're not ready to buy Broncos stock quite yet. So I would say that the Broncos, you know, once they start winning a couple more games, you're going to start to see them rise well, in let's those power really, rankings. Let's, of course they will. Let's figure out exactly where. So if they went from 26 to 20, let me give you the couple of teams in front of them. The Raiders, 19. Titans, 18. It's a pretty big fall for the Titans. I think they Huge. should be higher. Uh, the Patriots at 17. They should be in front of them. The Colts at 16. They should be in front of them as well. The Dolphins at 15, who won. The first, you know, 1-0. Those other teams were all 0-1. Um, Chargers, 1-0, 14. Uh, 13 Cowboys, uh, 12 Cardinals, 11 Green Bay. Let's stop there. Okay? Uh, the Broncos win this week. They probably jump a couple spots. 16. I think 17-ish. However, I think if they go 3-0, doesn't matter who it is. We'll be looking at the 3-0. We're talking about two road wins in the process. Um, I think this team dumps to around 12 or 13. That's fair. That's fair. I, I If they are undefeated through the first three games, um, and it, it's not only 
But Close wins. They have to be dominating the Jaguars and the Jets for them so, to get to 12. You know, the Broncos to be talked about and in the same manner of the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Dolphins who were a playoff team last year, the Colts, New England, and Tennessee. It's a big jump forward. Because really, just last week, the Broncos were talked about in the same group of the Panthers and the Bengals and the Falcons and the Giants. Right. So right. they've taken a leap out of, you know, the purgatory. Okay. So how do you jump into that next group of 12 is the Cardinals. That's why I stopped there. I like the Cardinals. I think they got a lot to offer. I think they have a chance to be very dangerous. Green Bay's 11. Baltimore's 10. The Saints are 9. could talk about that. Um, Steelers eight and the uh, San Francisco 49ers are seven. So while power rankings really like they don't mean anything at all. Right. I think it's interesting the class jump and the narrative and the complexion of how we, you and I, of course, it's going to be different than how all of these 40 voters at ESPN or the beat writers for each team put their own rankings together and they mush them together and this is what they have come up with. Um, the Broncos are out of that just by with one win, a fresh start, a new quarterback, um, a couple new potential superstar players in Judy and Fant and Sertan, the comeback of Von Miller. I mean, that's really all I have to say. There's almost no, you know, there's no exclamation point on this other than I love the, I love where it's where this thing is turning to, where this thing is, I believe, headed. Um, you only play who's on the schedule, but also sometimes a team goes from ranked twenty-two and uh, the AP, you know, uh, college top twenty-five coaches pool to then building on a soft schedule to fifteen. To then beating someone big in your conference who's also ranked to set yourself up for, you know, to be in the college football playoff. So, again, the Broncos' journey would be back to respectability. 3-0, and that happens. You beat a playoff team or two along the way. Now we're talking about you as a playoff team and a playoff contending team again, which is, in the end, the ultimate goal for this team. Yeah, you're right. You know, Period. if the Broncos... You know they're they're right at that twenty mark right now, um, and they're I would say in that wild card tier of teams. You know that you see you look at the teams above them. You know the Patriots, um, the the Chargers. Those are good teams. They're, they're good teams. The Colts. They're they're not too far behind the Titans. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the, that's the, the wild of guys card. Who are all going to be comp- competing for those wild card right, spots? Right. No doubt about it. So once you start beating teams like a Baltimore. The Steelers, the Browns, that's coming up on the middle part of their schedule. You'll have all the confidence in the world after coming off through what should be again. You got to go win these games. For one, Broncos country say, we can talk ourselves into anything. Yeah. That's one of our lines. Broncos country can talk themselves into anything, into a guy, into a win the next week, you know, and uh, we really did hang around again with Kansas City, coulda, shoulda, would, all that kind of stuff, okay? But um, you got to go out there and do it. Let's not look past Jacksonville. Nobody will. Nobody will. Teddy won't let him. I just saw something on uh, Twitter. It was from the Broncos account yesterday that I missed. Um, Post game. No, it was during the game, a clip of Vaughn standing next to Teddy. 
and telling him, I haven't felt this in a long time. The vibe, the feeling, the what the sideline was feeling. Again, they were on the road in New York. Uh, but, like, it's something deeper, like, inside the team. And then he says, you know, um, these little pep talks that you do, which Teddy, I guess, is giving pep talks. Do we know it? Not necessarily. Kind of, quarterback yeah. does. Kind of, yeah. Not everyone. I mean, you got to go in there and do it and have the guys believe it. There's something too rah, rah, far out, let's go, you know. Um, and, and believing a guy like Drew Locke and so then actually really believing in a leader leader like Teddy. So I don't know exactly what Vaughn was talking about. I'm sure he'll be asked about it, and I want to hear what he has to say about that because I'm sure, I mean, we, they, there's nothing, no rock that's not turned over in Broncos country. Um, what kind of, you know, little pep talks did he mean? And then Vaughn goes, I love you, man. Teddy's like, I love you. And I was like, Oh, I was like, let's go. These are, you know, those so, are our leaders. Those are maybe our two best players, Jake. Right. That's what this team, Teddy needs to become this team's best player. Like Tannehill. I mean, is Derrick Henry like the, yeah, yeah, he is probably, but it doesn't really, I mean, Tannehill threw 31 freaking touchdowns. It was great. Tannehill is the I motor. Mean, without a Tannehill, they stop a Henry, you know? Right. Um, I mean, we saw what happened last week. And yeah, the, the Cardinals did the two it. equals a, uh, championship contending team, which they going back to that clip real yeah. quick. There was a big part that you left out. Uh, it was <coughs> Teddy Bridgewater, Von Miller telling Teddy Bridgewater, I haven't felt that since 18. Oh, yes, since 18. Uh, He's Jake. talking about Peyton Atta Manning boy. since 18. He said, Damn, since 18. That's huge. Com you know, <sighs> if you're getting you know, comparisons of leadership with Peyton Manning, you're doing something right. So, you know, those are again. Why are we so much better than everyone else? Like the radio show and this kind of stuff, all this kind of stuff. We're not the best podcasters yet. Yet. Um, we knew that Teddy was different in all of these ways a long time ago, and that's why it would never be close. Teddy has, you just knowing the league and guys, Teddy has the respect of so many guys. Hearing Sean Payton talk about him. Um, hearing a lot of guys talk about Teddy Bridgewater um, as a class act, as someone and something different and to come back the way he did from a career ender. That's a career ender for most guys. Mm -hmm. um, Teddy's special, potentially. No, he is. As a guy, is he a special quarterback? And is this, you know, fairy tale, you know, is there more to this story, you know, of the Teddy Bridgewater kind of comeback story? Or in the end, are they going to be 8-8 eight and eight this season? And we're going to be left again, you know, all this hype, all my excitement, all my, like, you know, my, my uh, bringing stuff out of the woodwork, my some throwback Broncos stuff, you know, my Broncos gear. And at the end of the season, we'll be left holding our wieners. Well, I'll tell you, 8-8 eight is eight's better than five wins, bro. And 8-8 eight and eight might be enough to make the, you know, Aaron Rodgers, whatever it's going to be. The next Justin Fields, the next Aaron Rodgers, whatever it's going to be. I hope this is the Teddy show for the next two or three years and Teddy takes his team to an AFC championship game like Jake Plummer. That's the dream. But, again, dream, dream. I can have a you, have, you go to bed that night. You don't know if you're going to have a dream or a nightmare. You get that Asian zing at Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, some <laughs> have a nightmare. It's all kind of you know dark and ominous stuff. So The best part about this Teddy Bridgewater tale is that it's only – Getting started. Let's go, Jake. I love it. You know what I mean? It's just like, where's this thing going to go? The unknown. Again, it's like we're being filled up with hope a little bit. You could feel it. Like we're, we were empty on hope. We had to go like, we were, we were, we're dry. Dry on hope. And hope is like, man, that's powerful. It's a powerful thing. Um, when you have no hope, that's dark. 
it's ugly. You can't go get it. Because if you're rolling out there, we went with Drew Locke and there was no Teddy here and we were just rolling with Drew Locke this season. They lose this game. They're one and two after that. I mean, I mean, we got like Kyle Allen and like, I mean, he's not here anymore. He's going to actually, you know, might be playing pretty quick here in Washington. But it gets you get to a, a dark, dark, no hope place where really it's like you're burying like the Rockies. Like we bury them really early in the season. Right. Mathematically, they're just kind of out of it. And you could see how they just cannot compete. And That's you know, changed finally now this season and with Teddy and with this group of guys. Earlier in the broadcast, I thought, or not the broadcast, the, the podcast. Yeah, it's um, a broadcast of a podcast. I, th- I thought you were going to bring up the postgame uh, locker room talk with Vic Fangio uh, and, and the, the, the boys after the win. Um, and Vic Fangio you know, was talking about how after they come back 2-0, what this stadium's going to be like. He says the stadium's going to be on fire. And that, that correlates with the hope that you're talking about. Oh, man. Th- this Broncos He's country right. is is some of the best fan base. This is one of the best fan bases in the National Football League. You got to go check that two minutes out. The Broncos do that. I don't know if every team does that, but it's just post. It's post game, giving out the game balls. Fangio speaks, gives the game ball to Teddy. Teddy goes and gives, like, you know, you can see, like, and feel it how, you know, what this guy's got inside of him. Uh, they give Vaughn a game ball. You can see that Vaughn's, like, needs a leader like Teddy to lead him. The great Von Miller. That's why DeMarcus Ware did wonders for Von Miller's career. And Von and Peyton Manny did. We just heard it. Von just said it. The pep talks, we need this. We need you. Hadn't had this since 18. That stuff is like, and you saw it with, you know, Vaughn kind of, you know, you know, doing this thing of sacks. Wins are better than sacks, though. And he just kind of goes back into his locker. He just wants to be one of the guys. Okay, and then uh, they give one to George Payton and like they talk to Shermer and stuff like that. But it was, you know, it was great. You could feel it again. That's the uh, you when they show you that kind of stuff and you're a Broncos fan, you feel like you're there with them. You feel like you're there with them. Okay, and that is that like emotional investment. It sounds, you know, kind of cheesy, kind of simple, kind of whatever. You know, everyone's like, oh, I'm right or die no matter what with my team. Oh, are you? Okay, I guess. I can't go out there and support Drew Locke and Paxton Lynch. Feel free to do so, bro. And that never means I'm boycotting. Dude, I bought a bunch of Broncos new gear this year. The hats, the whole thing, hoodie, cool, you know, windbreaker thing at the team shop. Um, we love to go to Rockies games. JJ loves to go to the Rockies games. The atmosphere, the whole thing. Uh, center fielder uh, Hampson threw JJ a ball in the outfield, and we were in center field a week or two ago. It was that moment. You know, you can spend money there, but do you know what? Don't make that emotional investment, I say. My boycott is still on. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I don't blame you. But uh, it's just kind of what it is. I'm feeling up with hope a little bit. I want to have three straight weeks of winning football in this town. It'll be like uh, Alicia Keys. This girl is on fire. I mean, it's not a perfect comp, but like this town, like Fangio said, week one or the home opener, week three, um, coming in 2-0 and against the team you know you're going to go hammer time on. We'll take all that mo, take all that momentum into the Ravens, into the Steelers, split with those guys. Four and one, we got the Raiders on tap, five and one. I mean, what are we talking about here? Everything changes. Everything changes at that point. Then Broncos, you're gonna... number seven in the power rankings. What does this team turn into? The turn in the corner. Bridgewater has one pick on the season against eight or touchdowns and a couple more rushing. Just that kind of stuff. I'm a dreamer, kid. All right.
That's I can't a blame you. That's a podcast, Jake. I got nothing more to give. If you want more, come back tomorrow for another podcast or tune in at 9 a.m. Um, at Mile High Sports Radio 98.1 FM, milehighsports.com, the app, where you can find this podcast, you can find our show. We appreciate you guys for being with us, for listening to this podcast. Go support DraftKings. Um, Jake, good job. Oh, thank you. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. <laughs>